Episode 327 of the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast. The Wichita Business Journal created this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. I'm editor Kirk Semenoff. It is hard to imagine someone in our community not touching or being touched by United Way of the Plains over the years. And now the organization that helps residents of 10 South Central Kansas counties, plus so much more, is turning 100. Pete Newhera, President and CEO of United Way of the Plains, joins me this week to talk about the 100-year celebration and how an organization like United Way continues to adapt to help people in the community. Pete joins me in just a minute. But first, here's a look at what's in this week's edition of the Wichita Business Journal. Our cover story this week is a look at what could be for Wichita's downtown if all the pieces fall into the right place. Reporter Josh Witt talks to downtown experts and developers about what's on the table, when the bulldozers will get moving, and address the challenges ahead for so many key projects in the city's core. A new dawn for downtown begins on page 14. This week's list is private companies. See which companies are the biggest and see what sector of companies made the biggest revenue jumps over the last year. The list is on page 10. Spend 10 minutes getting to know David Rogers, the new managing partner of Folston Siefkin Law Firm here in Wichita. He's not new to the firm, nor to Wichita, but see what he thinks is ahead for Folston, the state's largest law firm. Also read about which fictional lawyer this trial attorney would like to emulate. Our 10 minutes with feature is on page 35. Part of our mission is to help small and medium-sized businesses grow. One way we try to accomplish that is through our weekly lead section. We list bankruptcies, new real estate deals, building permits, new corporations, who owes back taxes, and court judgments. Our lead section this week begins on page 31. Equity Bank means business. That's why they've created business solutions to help you solve your business challenges. Visit them today at equitybank.com. 100 years of an organization in Wichita is cause for celebration, and that's what United Way of the Plains is doing right now. It's making note of its 100th anniversary helping residents of South Central Kansas. President and CEO Pete Nahara joins me to talk about the milestone. Pete, thanks for joining me. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. So how do you celebrate 100 years in a community? Yeah, that's a, it's a great question. It's something we've been planning for a long time. Uh, and so we're actually culminating our 100th anniversary with a bunch of events in September. In the spirit of the United Way, hopefully these are community-wide events throughout the month of September that uh, also launches our annual workplace campaign for the next century of service on the plains. What goes into uh, deciding how you how you celebrate and, you know, make it aim towards the mission? Right. Well, um, we are part of a federation, right? There are a thousand United Ways across the country, and some have done this before us. And so we looked at some templates, but if you know one United Way, you know only one United Way. So we had to tailor uh, the programs to Wichita. And so September... Um, it was a natural month for us to look at. There are some events that already are occurring, um, like Open Streets ICT, um, like um, having a day at the ballpark with the wind surge. 
and September is usually when we do our annual Impact on the Plains celebration. And so we, we lined up a number of events in September. Let's look back just briefly at 100 years of United Way of the Plains. You've been with the organization three years. So what did you learn about the first 97 when you all started to go back and, th and think about how you wanted to, to make a, a note of this? Yeah, no, it was, it's a remarkable journey. I'm kind of an amateur historian anyway, and so I enjoy reading about the history of the United Way, which is really the history of Wichita and, and how we were founded and how the United Way has evolved over time, over the decades, to meet the needs of our city, but also how philanthropy has evolved over the last 100 years as well. And so, yeah, I, I got to think that every Wichita has been touched either as, a, as being helped by United Way or helping United Way. For me, I will never forget fifth and sixth grade at Buckner Elementary, the, the newspaper drives where we, we all gathered once a week or once a month and brought all the newspapers that we then we took down to United Way and then recycled and United Way earned some money out of that. So yeah. that's how we did service back then. I love that. I love that uh, story. And I hear from uh, all generations of Wichitans on how they have connected with the United Way differently over time. Um, I was just meeting with uh, some union members, for instance. And it was during World War II when the whole country was trying to come together to support the war effort. But we also had needs back home in our local communities. And it was the AFL-CIO in the 1940s that did an official partnership with United Way to pledge their support to help communities at home while uh, servicemen and women were abroad in World War II. And, and we still have a strong relationship since then. Mm -hmm. So. When, when, you've, when you all have looked back at the first hundred years, has the mission changed at all? Probably not generally, but how, how have things changed in those hundred years? Yeah, that, the mission is the same. That's right. People helping people or how you harness a movement in a community to give back in ways to help neighbors in their time of need, like the tornado we just had last year in Andover and Sedgwick. And United Way has been responding to disasters for 100 years. Um, but it's providing that strong social safety net. You might do it differently, but it's still the same. You know, I, I note that you started at United Way of the Plains in summer, July or June of 2020, right after the pandemic started. Uh, I'm, I'm interested in, in, did the pandemic change as, as far as how people give, uh, how they choose to give, things like that. And you took, you joined right then, so right. you were right in the middle of it. That's right. It did. It's a, and it's not just a Kansas thing. It's a national thing. Uh, when COVID struck and people got used to working remote, um, civic engagement went down. Uh, churches haven't re haven't recovered from that. People still uh, haven't filled the pews the way they used to. Uh, giving at church hasn't come back the way it used to, and giving to charities have not come back the way they used to. The United Way uh, raises money in a lot of different ways, but its predominant way is the workplace campaign where we go into a business, tell the story of our community, and hundreds and thousands of people will give a dollar from their payroll uh, to the United Way. Well, we couldn't get into businesses. Mm -hmm and uh, companies are hiring remote workers from all 50 states mm -hmm. who don't have a connection to the local community. So we had to evolve how we raise money too. 
was it an easy evolution or is it, are you still working on it? We're still working on it, right? I think it's a uh, never-ending journey in pursuit of excellence. It's the story of any business community, whether you have a uh, business plan, whether you have a pandemic or not. But the United Way was uh, transforming already to the different needs of new donors, to the different needs of our community. Um, social justice is a big issue in philanthropy these days. You don't need a George Floyd incident to know that we need to continue to foster equity inclusion in any community. Uh, we're focused on homelessness now more than ever. Mm -hmm. uh, we're focused on the working poor, which wasn't even a phrase uh, 20 years ago. But everybody understands a family that's under the poverty line, but then the families that are above the poverty line but can barely live paycheck to paycheck. And what are we doing to shore them up to be active members of our society? When you look back at your three years, which coincided with the pandemic, do you think you all have, have, have made the strides you've needed to make to, to adjust to an ever-evolving ever workplace environment. Yes, I, I think so. I think officially the jury may still be out, right? But we are certainly, um, we in, in every measure we, in every way we measure our relevancy in the community. Um, we have a new board. We updated our bylaws. Our board looks like our community. The way we give back uh, looks, goes into all stretches of Wichita. Um, we're the home of the poorest zip code in all of Kansas out of 700 zip codes. So we need to be in some of these low-income zip codes. Um, and so we've continued to make sure we are relevant in the ways our community needs help. I was just talking about this the other day. Society is evolving and technology in society is evolving faster and faster, not just by generation, inside a generation and so if you're not constantly improvising adapting and overcoming i mean you know in journalism we're on a podcast right <laughs> and so we have to continue to evolve and i think the team at the united way has really embraced the growth mindset and they understand that talk about the team you mentioned that the board looks more like the community than it had uh why is that important, and how, how important was that to you coming in as a leader? Very important. In my background, I've worked in both for-profit and non-profit, and I'm a big believer in diversity of thought. And you only get diversity of thought if you put people around a table who have different lived experiences, and best idea wins. And so our board is really bringing forward some new and relevant and interesting ideas. And the management team and the entire staff at the United Way comes up with ways to implement them beyond my wildest dreams. I, you know, it's not a one-man show, and um, every employee at the United Way is valued, and they all have the right to speak, and we get some wonderful ideas. Uh, you mentioned there, you know, about a thousand United Ways nationally, and I'm a big believer in in journalism that sometimes the best ideas are stolen. Uh, or, or borrowed from other places that you've seen work someplace else. But w are there things that make United Way of the Plains and the communities that you serve, the 10 counties that you serve, unique from other places in the country? That's right. We are one of the most unique United Ways in the entire federation. Um, one, in a couple ways. One, we run the county's continuum of care. It's a $3 million federal grant to help a community end homelessness. Not a lot of United Ways get to, to be that backbone. 
We are also home to the 211 call center for 98 counties of Kansas, almost the entire state. Not a lot of United Ways do that. We also the home of the Give Items of Value warehouse that just won a national award where we collect donated goods from retailers like Walmart and Amazon, and we put out $2.5 million in goods to over 200 nonprofits. I don't know another United Way that does something like that. We also run the VITA Low Income, uh, income Tax Refund Program. And so while some United Ways do one of these, there is not a United Way that does all of these, and that's what makes Wichita's United Way extremely unique. Where did that come from? Where did, where did wanting to bite off so much uh, start? Uh, well, some of it I inherited. A lot of it we then put uh, my manufacturing experience into practice in a nonprofit system. I'm a big believer in nonprofits having the organizational capacity and the business acumen to move on their mission. And so we've really been able to put best practices to increase efficiency on these things. But some like uh, growing the first ever coalition on Bank on ICT came from one of our employees on why we needed to create second chance banking for working families in Kansas. Um, we will gravitate to any great idea that's going to help more people that the community cares about. And this goes across the 100-year transformation. We help the community in two ways. Everybody knows we offer grants to some nonprofit partners. We're up to 77 programs and 60 entities. It's triple what the United Way used to do five years ago. The other way we help is through these direct services I just mentioned. And so a dollar to the United Way is doubled to $2.51 of impact because we combine direct services with funded partners to do collective impact to help lift our entire community focused on the social determinants of health. And so we're very data-driven. I'm curious when, when you talk about there are no bad ideas and ideas can come from anywhere in an organization. Um, I'm curious as a leader, uh, some of your hiring philosophies, because it sounds like you're looking for somebody when you make a hire that is not afraid to, to pipe up and say, hey, I have an idea. That's right. Uh, I'm really proud of the team we have. Um, there can be a bad idea, but we learn from it. <laughs> and as the team knows, uh, we're all focused on wondering as much why an idea worked as why an idea failed so that we can get better, so that we can replicate, so we can double down on best practices. A lot of that I brought from my for-profit background. Uh, and then, you know, I've, I've been hiring people for four decades, and so um, in large numbers, in, in, in international firms, and so I've been around the block a little bit, and I look for the intangibles in people not so much the literal skill set that we can train and teach anybody, but really, are they selfless? Uh, are they humble? Do they care about the bigger purpose larger than themselves? Um, those are life skills. Those are attributes that's going to make anybody successful. Uh, before this job, I was at the Rudd Foundation recruiting high-achieving, low-income kids throughout Kansas, and they all had these intangibles in spades uh, that are going to make them successful, whether they were a Rudd Scholar or not. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm also curious, you also spent 20 years in the Army and left as a lieutenant colonel, I believe. That's, that's correct. That's, okay. Um, 
my memory is better than I thought. Uh, is this a lifelong belief that you've had that to, to look for the intangibles in somebody, or did you find that somewhere? Was it something that clicked for you? Yeah, I found that uh, probably through high school sports first, right? If you're on a if you're on a team, you learn how to be selfless. When I got into the Army, uh, which focuses so much on leadership, you also learned a good leader needs to be a good follower because a military team is made up of very different specialties, and your specialty might come to the forefront, but when it's not called on, you need to be a good supportive actor. And in the Army, um, there's no high pay, and there's no bonuses, and there's no equity. People are inspired to do a great job for the common good. And um, I really love that, and I still do to this day. That when I got out and I went to a startup because I was ambitious and I wanted to make money, I missed the human connection uh, that comes to working towards something larger than yourself, a collective goal, as opposed to the pursuit of individual greed or accomplishment, which can be a good thing, but if I had a choice, I'd go for the greater good. That's, yeah, that's, that's what we more people would do. Let's talk a little bit more about what's going on in this 100th anniversary, I guess you're calling it a 100th anniversary month, a lot of stuff packed into the, the month of September, and what would you like to highlight? Yeah, I think uh, the key event is September 19th, Impact on the Plains. It's the third year we're doing it, but we're also going to incorporate the 100-year celebration. This is our Shark Tank-style competition where nonprofits come forward and pitch their best ideas to do something new and creative. Over three years, we've seen our nonprofit ecosystem evolve um, to come up with better ways to deliver a service at less cost, just like a business. And so we took it from Wichita, home of Pizza Hut and Freddy's, right? Why does that only apply to a for-profit entity? And we want nonprofits to think out of the box, help more people at less cost, and Impact does that. Every year we get 30 to 40 really neat and interesting ideas, and we pick some finalists, and they get up on stage with community judges, and they pitch their idea, just like on Shark Tank, and we hit them with the money right then on the spot. It's, um, it's always a warm event. People leave uh, really happy with the work that we're seeing being done in the nonprofit community. That uh, final, that Shark Tank competition is Tuesday, the September 19th, 530 at Textron Activity Center. Uh, the, it's, by the time this podcast comes out, we'll have the finalists on our website, wichitabusinessjournal.com. You can read all about them. Uh, what else is going on in September? I know you've got you're, you're a partner with the NHL uh, exhibition game at, at Interest Bank Arena. That's right. That is September 23rd. Uh, the hockey uh, National Hockey League is coming. It's going to be the Arizona Coyotes uh, taking on the St. Louis Blues, and we are the charity of choice. And so for every ticket that's purchased, a small amount will come to the United Way. They'll be running a 50-50 raffle during the game that's coming to the United Way. And if you use the, the code United Way when you buy your tickets, you'll get a $5 discount. And so nice. we're really excited about that. Um, I'd like to also mention on September 25th in Delano, uh, Jen Ray at the Monarch has offered up the bar where we'll be guest bartenders, <laughs> and a small portion of the, the bar tab will come back to the United Way. Uh, I think every quarter she highlights a nonprofit. It was very generous of her to offer uh, the bar to the United Way that night. We're looking forward to packing 
the monarch and having a good time uh, with the local business. What's the best drink that you make? Uh, the best one I like is an old fashioned. <laughs> and, and, and September is uh, bourbon month. And so uh, we're going to meet with her and determine what our specialty drink of the night will be. But we hope Wichita shows out uh, 4 to 7 p.m. and enjoys a good time. A lot of people would argue that any month is bourbon month, but I won't. <laughs> we won't go any further with that. Okay, so as you start year 101 of the United Way, uh, do, you, do you set new goals? Do you set new aspirations, or do you continue what you're doing because it's working? We do, we do a lot of all of those. We certainly want new goals. The needs are greater than ever in Wichita. Just for an example, we'll get um, 14 to $15 million in requests and we only have six to seven million to give out. So we know the need is greater than ever, and so we're always looking for new ways to raise the resources to address those community needs. Uh, addressing the human condition is a never-ending journey, uh, and people fall into trouble for reasons not their fault. Mm -hmm. I mean, the pandemic was one. Um, death in the family to a tornado. And so there will always be a need for the United Way in any community, and we're always preparing to be better at it year on year. Mm -hmm. You mentioned some of the things working poor, homelessness here in Wichita. Are there challenges that have come up in, in recent years that, uh, that have proven to be ongoing challenges that have been really tough for the United Way and other organizations to overcome? Uh, I would describe it, there are always challenges for every generation. We always want to improve high school graduation rates, for instance. Uh, businesses always need the talent pipeline. Uh, we always need a more equitable community so everybody has the opportunity to achieve their human potential. Um, tackling the human condition is hard. And right now, like business, we are challenged with the talent pipeline. I mean, if you think about it, I was reading this, um, I think it was in the Harvard Business Review, we're asking nonprofits to tackle some of the hardest social challenges of our time, like homelessness. You can't just take an amateur for $10 an hour and say, go tackle homelessness. You need the same kind of quality and sophistication and acumen that you do when you hire somebody at Spirit, Textron, or Interest Bank, uh, because these are hard problems with real life consequences on the other end. And so, um, I am grateful for those that commit a lifetime of service to a nonprofit or to public service in general. Um, and so the Midwest is, is great for that because of the culture we have. Mm -hmm. Well, Pete Nahara, thanks for joining me on the podcast. Congratulations on 100 years for United Way of the Plains and get going on the next 100. Thank you very mm -hmm. much. That's it for Biz Talk with Bill Roy this week, episode 327. Check out all our podcast episodes at our BizTalk Hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. BizTalk is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Creating the business concept turned out to be the easy part. The challenges that follow is where Equity Bank comes in. Equity Bank was built by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Let them help your business evolve and solve your challenges. Tomorrow is here. Visit them today at equitybank.com forward slash evolve. Be well and be safe. Have a profitable week.